The Wistful Optimism of Hollow Knight's Last Stag by Mitchell DeMorest How a Fast-Traveling Beetle Brightens Hollow Nest's Darkest Corners Spoiler warning, Hollow Knight. The world of Hollow Knight has seen better days. Hollow Nest, the self-proclaimed last and only civilization, is in ruin. Its capital, the City of Tears, is drenched in never-ending rainfall. Nearly everything that moves is a zombified corpse, shambling aimlessly only until it attacks the living. Corrupt lesions bubble spontaneously from the walls, threatening to burst. A sea of living shadow, writhing and thrashing at anyone who dares approach, lies deep below its surface. The massive scale of it all, once a projection of its wealth and influence, now renders all the sprawling caverns even more, well, hollow. Thanks in large part to the colossal impact of Dark Souls, more than a few indie imitators are set in similarly ruined civilizations, from the paranoid monarchy of Dead Cells to the gruesome religion of Blasphemous. Hollow Knight, though, manages to present a version of a fallen world that's approachable, even warm, in comparison. At first glance, this might seem counterintuitive. After all, Hollow Nest is no walk in the park. But there's more than just a dark void waiting to inherit the world in its wake. In places, order is being overtaken by nature, unkempt but beautiful. Elsewhere, its increasingly hazy borders bump up against societies that bustle and hum in their own right. But more importantly, Hollow Nest itself is still home to plenty of living people many of whom harbor hopes, however modest, for the future. This small but diverse populace includes a curious mapmaker, a reclusive historian, a furtive grifter, a masked adventurer known simply as the Knight, and, running through tunnels the size of highways, an old stag. Stiff and tired, in his old age the last stag is the last of his kind still traveling Hallinus transportation network, the Stagways. And though he admits, quote, it's been an age since I last heard the ringing of a station bell, when the knight first hails him from a stag station, he answers the call immediately. Somehow, in the years since the fall of Hallinest, as he wandered the empty halls and his memory began to falter, he never gave up his responsibility. Now, though, the knight's quest gives him reason to venture across the old kingdom once again, and the journey is revitalizing. Quote, as I visit more places, I feel my memories returning to me, he remarks, like the stagways of my mind are returning once more, and run they do. While the two crisscross their way back and forth through Hallinest, the stag spends some time reminiscing on his youth. He also expresses concern, both for the fate of the world and, as their friendship grows, the diminutive of night. Most illuminating, though, are his insights on the events that led to the kingdom's downfall. Because first-hand accounts of what befell Hallinest are so scarce, every one of them is valuable. Most often, though, they're limited to the perspectives of the powerful. Higher beings like the White Lady or the Pale King. In contrast, the stag's position as a humble worker renders his version of the story both rarer and sharper. In a storeroom 
for the city of Tears, he recalls how wealth became concentrated in the capital. Quote, goods from all over the kingdom were transported here. Not a lot was sent back the other way, though. Later, when he comes across a leg of Hallinest's uncompleted tram system, he chafes at the movement towards automation. Quote, the thought a mere machine could attempt what we stags do. Foolish. Very foolish. While the duo explores the City of Tears in its perpetual downpour, one thing becomes unavoidably clear. The world itself is mourning. What's worse, because it's been so long, almost nobody left alive can grasp the totality of the loss. But in the stag, the world finds a mirror. Not only have all his kin long since disappeared, but he no longer knows the route to his ancestral home, the stag nest. With every step he takes, though, he begins to realize he's getting closer to remembering again. And sure enough, as the knight rings the bell at the final station, the stag rushes down the line to meet his friend. For the first time in a long time, he's found the way home, and he's ready to go. Upon arriving at the cavernous nests, there's no life to be found. Only the corpses of stags scattered in piles across the floor and the echoes of water droplets hitting the massive stag-sized lifts. But hidden away in a remote corner, there is a glimmer of hope. A single egg cracked open. It's not much, but for the ever-hopeful stag, it's enough to make him wonder, quote, there's something in the air, a smell or a warmth or a presence, perhaps? Could it be other stags have made their way out into the wider world? Maybe his optimism is misplaced, and a young stag couldn't possibly survive the hostile world alone. Maybe his steadfast devotion to purpose is futile, a stubborn refusal to adapt to his changing surroundings. It's possible that same devotion is what drove his kind to the edge of extinction. But for the stag, holding on to the responsibility is just his way of holding out hope. And in finding his way home, he found a chance, however slim, that his hope isn't in vain.